Between the World and Me by Ty Hasi Coates, pages 40 to 55. In this section, what I want us to think about is he makes a statement that he's giving his son his path. So Ty Hasi Coates is letting his son see and hear what his journey's been so that his son can walk on his own. So you want to think about the fact that it's an, it's an empowering moment for Tyhasi Coates, the father, to share his story to his son in an effort to provide some guidance. So as we talk about this being an intimate novel, you want to make sure you understand that this is a novel about a human experience and he's not trying to tell his son, this is how your life is going to be. He's telling him in a lot of ways, this is how my life has been. This is what has made me who I am. And as your father, I've done my best to shelter you as much as I possibly could. But at some point, you're going to enter the world on your own and you need to understand what's out there. So there's this mix of here's your family history with this has been the black experience thus far in America. Tyhasi goes into great detail about his time at Howard University and how important it is to his upbringing. He had a very good relationship with his parents, with his extended family, but it was at Howard University where the people, the ideas, the culture, he truly felt at home. It was a very positive place. The history to the black community of what Howard represents is very important and shouldn't be taken for granted. In this case, it's important to point out that he's not the one. He's not, the, not, he's not a one African-American student or one black student attending a certain college. Instead, he's one of many. And I think that's a really important point. And we take this for granted, particularly the white community, that traditionally, you are one of many. And this idea of truly just being the one is a difficult task to ask of anyone. But at Howard University, Tyhasi Coates was around his people. And when I use that phrase, his people, I'm meaning this not just from the color of their skin, but their interests, their attitudes, their outlooks. It provided Tyhasi with a sense of community from an intellectual standpoint that pushed him to learn more and to dig deeper into his own sense of self. One of the questions that he starts to ask while he's at Howard is why does white matter more? It's a really interesting question because when Tyhasi goes to Howard, he starts thinking about what it means to be black in the history of black peoples all over the world. He's searching for one narrative. And what he finds, and as we read this in the text, he finds that it doesn't exist. 
because the scholars disagree. They might agree on one point and disagree on another, and it's just a, a big collection of a wide variety of thoughts and opinions. And what he was seeking was one consistent set of facts, key information, that he could sort of build his own sense of self and identity around. But it was way, way more complicated than that. But while trying to discover more and more black history, he also digs into the idea of of whiteness. This is a quote from page 42. He says, but however it appears, the power of domination and exclusion is central to the belief in being white. And without it, white people would cease to exist for want of reasons. There will surely always be people with straight hair and blue eyes. There have been for history. But some of these straight-haired people with blue eyes have been black. And this points to the greater difference between their, their world and ours. We do not choose our fences. They are imposed on us by Virginia planters, obsessed with enslaving as many Americans as possible. They are the ones who came up with a one-drop rule that separated the white from the black, even if it meant that their own blue-eyed sons would live under the lash. The result is a people, black people, who embody all physical varieties and whose life stories mirror this physical range. Okay, we're going to stop right there with this quote. Okay, and he picks up and talks about a number of other elements of what this means. But I want us to kind of think about what he's saying here. This idea that whiteness and blackness, while obviously connected to color, is centered more around control and sort of a systematic way of making sure and ensuring that certain people maintain their power while others are subservient. It's very difficult at times to hear this because I think most people see themselves as good people and would never say, you know, I'm, I'm against this. I'm not for this. But when these attitudes are entrenched in a society, uprooting the whole system is not easy. And what becomes sort of a matter of fact or just second nature or very natural to assume that we're moving forward, we are improving our society. It's easy to accept that things are getting better when the problem itself is so deeply rooted and so systematic that change almost seems impossible. I really like the line, we did not choose our fences. Saying that this was a decision, this division between white and black is not natural. It's a manufactured situation. that we at times just assume is a natural way of being. 
whether we're conscious or unconscious of it, whether we are buying into these theories or fighting or rallying against them, it's difficult to bring about the change that is so deeply ingrained. The idea that white matters more, this creation of white mattering more. When we talk about this in class, it's it's okay if you feel like, you know, upset about this idea. It's okay if you feel like, well, that's not me. That's not my family. That's not my community. But you need to analyze the text for what it's worth. You need to take his experience in and think about it. You need to think about how you would feel, flip the situation. His experience is his experience, his feelings and thoughts are his own. And they're not coming from a place where he hasn't given us a tremendous amount of thought. He's telling his son that this situation is deeper and more difficult and more complicated than I think most people can imagine. One of the more interesting points that Tyasi Coates makes in this section is that in schools, they have a tendency to celebrate the first. The first black congressman, the first black five-star general, the first black mayor. And while a lot of us remember those names and respect those people for these achievements, it also speaks to a narrative that's also created that blacks are inferior and that this idea that they've had to overcome to achieve to be the first while there's been so many whites speaks this narrative that you have to be extra perfect to achieve what so many white Americans have achieved 10 times over. This can be applied. I know some people like to talk about this when it comes to male-female situations as well. But for the case of this book and the sense of this book, we're focusing on the black community. Sometimes when we talk about the first, we are accepting the fact that the system itself has been against the black community. We talk about, you know, example that always comes up is like Jackie Robinson being the first major league baseball player. Now that's not a, an example that Ty Hossie Coach uses in his text. That's one of the more popular and public ones to talk about. He had to overcome to join something where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players before him had just went up the system. I think the sports examples are interesting ones to, or easier ones for us to sometimes comprehend at the level we're working right now. While Ty Hasi Coates is pursuing knowledge one of the more interesting parts of this is that he's really wanted to understand the struggle. How things could have been, the impact that Europe had on looting and depleting 
African nations. And as we think about this, one of the other points that he makes is that writing was a central part of thinking for him. And that while he's reading these texts, he's taking these notes, and there's a direct correlation between him absorbing the information as it comes to him, him thinking deeply about it. And as he went through this, the education that he starts to self-create and self-manage through his own creation was that his education led to discomfort. Okay, we're going to wrap this up with a few points. A couple things to really focus on here. Tyhasi Coates's journey at Howard is an intellectual experience that he is sharing with us, the reader, particularly with his son. He wants his son to understand what Howard meant to him, but also this idea that of self-discovery that he embarked on trying to find out as much information about the black community, about the African community, about the history of both. What was the role of the European plunder? Why has black people been subjected to atrocities all over the world? And as we focus in on, on the United States and the foundation of the American society, this idea that blackness and being black is synonymous with the bottom and that it is a conscious decision that is systematically in place dating all the way back to the colonies is, is a difficult situation to be in. And for me, as a white man reading this, as much empathy and sympathy I have, I, can, I will never know what it's like. And I think when we read this text, it's important to consistently remind yourself that. And I think the best way to read this at times is to put yourself into the shoes of the sun. Because, and this is my final statement today, it's important to understand that Tyhasi Coates is trying to present this information to his, his son. His son is supposed to learn from this. And if you put yourself in the, in the shoes of the son and you pretend that you're the son, then you too will be learning from this. And rather than trying to figure out every step of the way, whether you agree or disagree with Tyhasi Coates' experience, thoughts in and his, in his feelings, instead put yourself in the, the role of the son and listen and think and reflect. We're gonna talk a lot about a couple of key quotations in this section. Uh, we're gonna do some additional writing on this section. And overall, I want you to continue to put yourself into this situation or into the seat of the son who's being educated by his father's story.
because I think that at the heart of this is where you'll get the most out of this text.